0: Hey there Amazonias, welcome back to another episode of The Healing Amazonia. I think this is episode 7, so very exciting. Today I'm going to be diving into pain versus suffering, which I said I would on the last episode, so that's what we're doing. For those of you brand new to this podcast, this podcast is to do with all things healing. It's a holistic podcast, so we talk about emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical healing, we believe all things work together, so healing in one area allows for healing in another area. Okay, let's get to this. I ran into this concept of pain and suffering being two different things during a breakup, where my mindset and my thought processes were at their absolute beep worst. (laughs) I thought at that time that everything was on me, that I was not good enough. Why was my love not good enough? Why was I not pretty enough? Why was I not funny enough? And of course, uh, your thoughts create your feelings. And if your feelings aren't great, that impacts your perception of stuff, which then impacts how you show up, as in how you behave. And then the world gives you back what it is you put out. So if your behavior is saying that you don't believe you're worthy of certain things, then the world is then going to give you back that very same thing. Well, you said you weren't good enough, so here's what you get. So we want to show up better in the world so that we can get what we deserve because we are deserving of good things. We're deserving of happiness, we're deserving of contentment, we're deserving of self-love, we're deserving of a comfortable home, we're deserving of all these things, right? So, and we're deserving of health, I think that's the number one, we're deserving of health. Anyways, I ran across this concept that pain and suffering were two very different things. This whole time, I had thought that pain and suffering were the same thing, There were just different words for the same thing. But in fact, they are completely, completely different. We tend to couple it together because it feels so similar, but the, there are two different mechanisms happening in the background. It's like saying Pepsi and Coca-Cola taste the same. They just don't. They both have bubbles, they're both soft drinks or fizzy drinks or whatever you call them. Uh, they're both dark in color, but the taste is very different. That's why people have preferences on Coke and Pepsi. So to say that pain and suffering are the same, is like to say that Pepsi and Coca-Cola are the same. Like very similar, but they're not. When I first heard this concept, it was on someone else's podcast, and I was like, wait, what? So I went in, I did some research, I started reading all about it and I guess the best quote that I read said something along the lines of, pain is what happens to us and suffering is what we do with that pain. There will be things in life that are inevitably painful a death of a loved one, a breakup, losing your home, so on and on and on. I guess in this episode, we'll be focusing much more on emotional pain rather than physical pain. But in terms of emotional pain, we are going to run into situations in which we experience emotional pain. There's no way around it. It's going to happen. I mean, no one wants to feel pain, but at the same time, that pain in in your life that you might be experiencing, it, it honors your human experience. It hurts because you had loved. So it's okay. It's okay to hurt. Where we start trekking into maladaptive territory is what we do with that pain. The way in which we perceive and choose to react to that pain determines how much suffering we will experience. So my personal belief is that pain is there. To experience pain like it'll happen. But the suffering that happens thereafter is something that can be avoided. Suffering comes with judgment and resistance. Judgment for ourselves and the situation and what this could mean for us and our future. This judgment often leads to self-rejection and self-rejection is very, very, very detrimental to our mental health, to how we move, to how we perceive life, to our confidence, to a bunch of stuff. And then there's resistance. Resistance of the feeling of pain is very, very common no one wants to feel pain we try to push it away but like we talked about in the last episode when you resist a thought or a feeling it magnifies it it makes it worse you try to fight it suppress it ignore it but all it does is that it blows it up it's as if uh, whatever we're trying to ignore or oppress uh keeps growing because we haven't taken the time to pull out that weed you know in buddha's teachings he talks about two arrows uh, the experience of being in pain physical or emotional that's the first arrow there's not really much that we can do about it like i said pain is going to happen in our lives we just have to accept that it is a portion it is a part of of this human experience that we are living but the second arrow It's like we shoot ourselves with this arrow. This arrow never had to hit us. But we go ahead and we shoot ourselves with this arrows. And those are our judgments and and resistance to that feeling that then can prolong that feeling of pain, which turns into suffering. You're you're suffering based on what it is you're choosing to think about yourself in the situation and what you're choosing to not let go of and what you're choosing to resist in terms of, of feelings and emotions. A person who has become amazing at coaching themselves in terms of their thoughts are less likely to experience that second arrow. And if they do experience that second arrow, it's for a much shorter period. Their suffering is minimal in comparison to maybe what I used to do to myself, where I used to hold on to the suffering, partly because I believe that if I held on to the suffering, it was first of all something maybe I deserved because of my belief that I wasn't good enough or something or I'd hold on to the suffering because I wasn't willing to forgive other people in my life and if there's something I've learned is that unforgiveness is so detrimental to your own health you don't forgive for that other person what that other person did doesn't it doesn't become right just because you have forgiven them and now I know that in forgiving that other person, I'm not saying what you did was right, I'm saying that I want to live with freedom and I no longer want you to have control over my life and I want to be the one that controls my life and this suffering that I feel because I, because I refuse to let go is not something that I want anymore. But how do we start our movement away from prolonged suffering? Well, everything starts with awareness. I think I've said this in almost every episode, is that it has to start with awareness. It's awareness that you have the pain that you're experiencing. So you need to recognize that pain or that emotion. And then once you recognize that pain and emotion, I always try my best to then try to recognize the thoughts I'm having around that pain and that emotion. And I try to challenge those thoughts. A lot of these thoughts I told you come from self-rejection, so they're not factual they're not true in what they are. It's self-rejection. Our brains have turned into dickheads and now we're here self-rejecting ourselves. So what are those thoughts? Are those thoughts the second arrow? If they are, put them on trial. And then this can also be the foundation to starting your work for uh, cognitive reframing, which is putting your thoughts into different language in order to better help your perception and your behavior thereafter because your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your perception, your perception creates your behavior, right? A lot of work into getting better behavior starts with addressing your thoughts, putting it on trial, reframing those thoughts. Let's let's not get it uh, confused that we're not trying to repress feelings or repress or resist thoughts. What we're trying to do is we're trying to address them. We're trying to see what is factual, what is accurate. And the ones that aren't factual, the ones that aren't accurate, we need to start reframing those. But you have to be aware of it. You have to accept it. And then you have to say, how can I best start reframing these so that they better coexist with the life that I want to lead for myself? And then just like I suggested in the last podcast, I said uh, that we can go ahead and do some breath work. So breath work is very important. I used to live on this thing of, if I find time I'll do some breath work, but breath work is something that we have to make time for and it's going to be something that you do not want to do because like, it will be addressing <laughs> feelings and it's something that you have to force yourself to do and you just got to make time for it. When you do decide that you are going to make time for this because it's good for you, which I believe in you guys, you can do, find that time. Go into a room where you won't be disturbed and sit or lie down, close your eyes, and start breathing in and out. I like to follow the count of four to breathe in and the count of six to breathe out. And then I don't stay focusing on, on my breath. What, what I do is that once I find a good rhythm, I then will go into exploring the emotion and the pain that I'm feeling. But how do you focus on pain? I think that is one of the the hottest things to try and learn. Like, how do you focus on pain? Like, it's it's emotional, right? Uh, the pain that we're talking about today. So, where do you? How do you begin to focus on it? Uh, a lot of us will focus on the thought that we're having, which is not what we want to do. We want to focus on the feeling that we're having. So, a good trick that I learned is, where does it hurt in your body? Start focusing on where it hurts in your body. Um, is it that? Is it in your chest? Is it that your arms tingling? Is it that your legs are tingling? Is it that there's something hurting in your head? Like what? Where is the pain in your body? Think about how big it is. Think about what shape it is. Think about what it's doing. Is it moving? Is it stagnant? What color is it? This color question <laughs> is one of my favorite questions to ask people who can't articulate what it is they are feeling. I will ask all the time, what color is that? And they will then describe to me a a color they feel. One of my friends, his color for happiness is light blue. And I guess my initial, when I first heard this, I was like, huh, interesting, because I would think yellow, I don't know, like the sun. But for him, his color for happiness was light blue. And when I asked more about this light blue color, things started to come out as to what he was feeling. So I guess he couldn't really articulate that. know he was feeling happy he would just always say like oh I, i don't know i'm just i'm i don't know obviously he has like a smile on his face he feels happy but light blue for him was an indicator of of happiness but also from asking more questions we found out that light blue was also that picture of of contentment and tranquility for him he was in a place where he wasn't in like emotional turmoil, he was just content and he was happy and it was a light blue color for him. So that was beautiful to find out. So sometimes asking yourself what color is this emotion can really assist you in finding out how it is you really feel. And your color spectrum doesn't have to follow what we think things are in life. Like red doesn't have to mean dangerous and yellow doesn't have to mean happy. For me, when I do this this exercise, I know that when I feel heartache, I feel pain in my chest. That's where I feel it, like concentrated over my heart specifically. And the shape always feels like a blob, just a messy, chaotic blob. And it's trying to escape my chest. And this blob tends to be red or dark pink a lot of the times. And it it just feels like it's trying to escape my chest. That's how the blob is moving. Like it's escaping the heart. It's coming out of the heart. And it just feels like it's trying to power through the chest out my body. I also used to experience uh, tingles down my like left arm, which is so weird, but my legs also used to tingle when I was experiencing uh, heartache. And this kind of looked like dots, like staticky dots changing colors rapidly. Like, you know how like the static screen is kind of like purple, gray, white, black, and it's just like staticky and it's just changing colors. That's what I would experience And in the same way that that emotion was trying to like escape my chest, I would also feel like this pain trying to like escape through my fingertips of my left hand and like through my toes of my legs. So that is what, that's how I used to experience and probably (laughs) would still experience pain. Once you do that and you take a moment with that and you notice where it is you're hurting and how it feels and you've removed thought from it, so that self-rejection, that judgment, that resistance, and you've, re- you've removed thought. You can also pay attention to like how it's moving in your body. It might have started in your chest, and now you feel it in your stomach, or whatever it might be for you. I then like to do uh, this thing where I start to pull it out of the part of my body that's, that's hurting. Let's say um, I'm experiencing that pain in my heart of whatever is going on. I will pretend like there's a, a rope out of my heart, much like um, like magicians when they give you uh, like a, what are they called? Like a tissue thingy, like a red tissue thing and you keep pulling and it keeps coming out of their sleeve. That's what I kind of imagine for my heart. So I imagine I'm taking out like this string and I'm just pulling and I'm pulling and I'm pulling and I'm pulling and I'm imagining this emotion that I'm feeling, like this pain that I'm feeling, I'm imagining it coming out of my body. And while I'm doing this, I also like to tell myself things. So I will say out loud things like who I forgive and who I am as a person and what I know I deserve. And it might sound something like, I forgive you for not having known better. And I forgive so and so for not having known better. Or I forgive them for hurting me for X, Y, and Z. I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of healing. I am loved. And I'll just keep pulling, pulling, pulling until I feel like it's a bit lighter. And I remember a couple months ago, I saw like a very similar technique for neuro-linguistic programming. I saw um, someone assisting a gentleman and they were like, he was pulling it out of his mind. And I guess this was to do with thoughts. And he was, he had this gentleman like pull out like a string from his mind, hold it in his hands, and then twist it a different direction and put it back into his head. <laughs> Which, if that's happening there, I can see why this might be helping me right now. So that's what I used to do. And you may cry and you may not, but after a session you definitely should feel a lot of relief, especially if you were fully invested in in that session. Especially when you're sat there and you're not being distracted by your phone or by other people or by intrusive thoughts, you should feel a sense of relief. This might be um, a one-time thing to do for for certain pain, and you never have to repeat the process. And for other times, it may be a process that you have to repeat again. Sometimes this is because the pain that you're currently experiencing from a certain situation will actually highlight a deeper wound, which has come to light through this process. I think something important to remember about emotional wounds is that they act like physical wounds in a lot of ways. For example, a shallow cut may heal quickly without a scar. And it's something that you won't even remember like a couple months uh, down the line. But there are other wounds that take a little longer to heal. And once the wound is healed, it can still be sensitive for a while, right? So for example, uh, if someone has ever had like a deep cut, and, like, a keloid has formed over it. Sometimes that keloid can still be very sensitive to the touch. So, even though, like, it's technically your cut is technically healed because there's a keloid over it, it can still be very sensitive to the touch or it can be sensitive to weather. There's also another example of someone I know they broke their arm, but whenever it's cold, they complain about that same arm hurting. So, in the same way that physical scars or wounds heal sometimes our emotional wounds mimic that so there's some that will heal quickly and you will never think of that wound again and there are some that are still sensitive once the keloid has formed over i guess we can classify this as still technically healing where the majority of the big work has been done you know but the wound might still be sensitive and therefore be kind to yourself Take that time to heal. I know we're always on like this rushed mission to be like, I gotta get this done. I have to be a healed person. I gotta be good with myself. Ah, Why is everyone doing amazing? I promise you, everyone still, no matter what type of experts they are in, in cognitive reframing or emotional healing, everyone still goes through their own trials and tribulations in which they, they have to put this work into practice. And it might be that they're just quicker at putting the work into practice and they know the steps to follow and they've they've had more practice at it. But please don't be harsh on yourself because someone else looks like they're doing so much better, way faster, you're never going to get this, what, 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 what. It is practice. It is a skill. This is something that you have to get good at. Um, and you can only get good at it if you put the work in for it. Well, that is my podcast for you today, pain versus healing, a bit of a quick one, and the steps to help with pain versus healing. Let's quickly just uh, recap the steps. So find your awareness of the emotion, recognize that emotion, recognize that feeling, recognize thoughts you might be having and putting them on trial. Again, be very careful that you are not um, repressing or ignoring, but rather that you are objectively thinking to yourself is this thought factual am I really unlovable is that my thought Maria you're unlovable is that really factual untrue because a ton of people love me right so same thing put it on trial and then find some time in your day to do some breath work in that time while you're doing breath work find a a room that you know, you won't be disturbed. Put your phone on silent and then start breathing into the count of four, breathing out to the count of six. And then once you get into a good rhythm, start to try and recognize where the pain is in your body, what shape it is, what color it is. How is it moving? After you kind of recognize that and you you know where it is, then do the pulling of the rope technique where you try to pull it out of your chest or your head or I don't know your legs like wherever the pain is coming from pull it out and if you need to affirm something to yourself um i would say it out loud don't say it in your head declare it out into the world if you need to forgive yourself even in situations where you're where you logically know you're not at fault but emotionally you still hold a lot of guilt then say out loud that you forgive yourself for that thing maria i forgive you for not having known better Say out loud who else you need to forgive. Say out loud what you know you are. Like you're, you're worthy of love. You're worthy of a happy life. You're worthy of healing. You're worthy of these things. And then when you're done, when you've pulled everything out your chest, throw it away. Release it. Throw it away. Sometimes I like to end my sessions off with, I release this or I release what does not serve me. And then take your final deep breath in for that session, get up as quickly or slowly as you want to, and go about your day. And revisit this as many times as you need to until that pain isn't actively turning into suffering. Like I said, there's some things that you won't be able to avoid. There's some pain that you will experience as being a human in this life <laughs> it is part of our experience but as much as possible we want to make sure that that pain isn't um suffering we want to make sure that we're not shooting ourselves with the second arrow well that's it for me guys i hope you enjoyed this episode if you found it helpful please share especially with people you think would benefit from it If you want to find me on instagram you can find me at ria underscore amazonia underscore if you don't know the the reason as to why i use amazonia and everything it was in the last episode for the next episode though i plan to have uh, miss stephanie merrick on my podcast She's this amazing woman who has a passion for woman empowerment and is just a super freaking reflective person. She's also a blogger for Mud Honey Malawi and her pieces are so, so, so insightful. So please tune in for the next episode. We'll be talking about culture and exploring your essence and how sometimes culture can help with your essence, but also how culture can maybe put you in in a position in which you feel like you have to hide away certain parts of yourself. Other than that, guys, have a great week and see you soon.